See, this is what happens when my podcast shuffles, Lee. This brings me back to high school, middle school. I mean, this is what happens. You don't get any Luke Bryan or whatever the fuck she was listening to last week. This is what happens with my pod. What? This just makes you want to get up and just... Just jerk off on the hood of your car. (laughs) That'd be crazy if this song just made people jerk off on the hood of their car. Like you're just about to come right now? Yeah. Oh, no, no, right now you're like just robing. This is it right here. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) All right, cool, cool, cool. Hey everybody! Uh, as you can see, there's over here. There's no camera uh, because Sarah is not here tonight. She is taping a television show with the second best-looking Josh she had ever met in her life. Josh, <laughs> Josh Duham, Duhamel, Duhamel. Sure. Duhamel, Duhamel. He's married to Fergie, right? Fergie's husband. Yes. That and I. It's. I know. I keep telling her it's the second best-looking Josh she's ever met, and she keeps texting me back. Keep telling yourself that. Um, Lee is here joining me tonight. I was going to, um, I had a pretty big guest lined up, and I didn't want to announce it on Twitter, uh, just in case that person fell through, and that person did fall through. And instead of getting um, one of my normal cohorts, like one of the Chelsea people or one of my other comedian friends, I thought that I would try to do this like Bill Burr style, just... Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah, What do you, just, just me, uh, and of course Lee. Uh, but no, and, and we'll see. This could be the fucking worst thing that's ever happened, um, and it could be the best, and it could be somewhere in the middle. Um, but the truth is, you will definitely get your money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it might be like the movie Friday. Sarah might get fired on her day off. <laughs> <laughs> this Listen, there's no way it's going to be as good as it is when Sarah's here. No. But but you know what? It's, for me, it's a good experiment. And like I said, um, for the money everybody pays, I think this is – I think – Perfect. I want to say, first of all, Lee, I have a tiny little bone to pick with you. Okay. You know, I read your Twitter. Right. And I mean, I love Joey Diaz. You promote his his uh, podcast in your movie podcast and Steve Simone's podcast. Uh-huh. I read it all the time. Never read anything about going live with Off the Rails with Josh and Sarah. What, well, why, why, why is that? Because I, I'm I'm the producer co-host of the church and I do I'm, I talk a lot on the movie one. I don't. I. I uh, it's not that I, I don't want to promote this. I promote when the, the episode goes up. Right. 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 But I just. I. I didn't want to overstep bounds. I'll. I'll. I'll put it up. And I don't. Really, I don't. There's a couple people from the show that follow me. Yeah. But most of it's from the other shows. Well, that's what we mean. So we want people from other shows that's coming true. to join us. You don't need to tell the people who already listen. When the show's coming on, that's true. I don't know you. You are you know not what? a good marketer, are you? <laughs> Joey says if I'm the worst Jew. Yeah, so. if you're advertising to the people who are already buying your product, you have clearly done something poorly. That so, Lee? Can we can we can we count on you to maybe give the podcast a little bit of a push? Yes, I'm, okay. I'm surprised. With your millions of followers, then that my couple hundred count. Uh, you know what? But what happens? Say, say you one of the people, your couple hundred, right? And they they tune in. They go, oh, I fucking love that. And then they go, Hey guys, you got to watch it. And then it hits another. And they told two friends, and they t- it becomes That's exponential. True. It's the pyramid screen scheme. That's true. And I'm almost to ten thousand. I'm like, I'm, I'm. You are. I'm looking forward to That's it. That's fucking great. Yeah. And listen, that's the thing is 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 nine thousand nine hundred ninety seven of those are from the church, right? Right, right. Yeah. So that I want some of those church folks. Okay. I want to. Um, you know what? I'm gonna tweet it right now. Yeah, Lee. Here's another thing, guys. Okay, maybe. I, I, and I know I have a ton of pet peeves. I do. Um, you know that person who snuck up behind me and stood too close to me last week at Starbucks. Huge pet peeve. Oh, I have. I can. I want to talk to you something about that. Okay. Pet peeve tonight, Lee. Okay. I'm, I'm pulling out of a grocery. I'm, 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 I'm driving into a grocery store to, to get my snacks for the show. Okay. And I see someone's pulling out. That's what she said. And um, do you know that person who does the fucking 22-second back, slow back out out of the parking spot? Yeah. Oh, it drives me. Well, and they, they look over both shoulders like 27 times, and they go, huh? That, the slow back out out of a parking spot drives me. It, especially clearly, clearly, when I have stopped and my blinker's on and, I, and, and traffic is waiting behind me, clearly nobody's coming. If it takes you 20 
fucking seconds. On top of that, you know what? Who else gets me? The person in a busy parking lot who gets their groceries, puts their groceries in their car, gets in their car, and it, you're sitting there waiting to get into your fucking spot, and it takes them like two minutes to turn on the fucking car. I was gonna say, which one is worse? It's at the least per- they're backing out. It's the person who 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 isn't aware enough of their surroundings and doesn't give a shit enough about anybody else where they sit in that car. It there's clearly it's packed. To, to put your stuff in and just sit there is oh, maybe the douchiest move of all time. Well, do you get really aggressive when someone is going to steal your parking spot? Like if I put my blinker on and then someone's coming from the opposite direction and they, they're trying to, they look like they're going to try to steal it from you? Oh, that shit doesn't happen. Oh. Uh, Fuck you. Fuck you. It's never happened to me, but I, it, I, I, I get pumped up thinking about the day. Yeah. And then something happened to me at the movie theater, kind of like what happened to you at Starbucks. I had to go to the movies yesterday for the movie podcast, and it was almost empty. And we were, uh, it was a 1 o'clock showing of the James Brown movie. And I put my bag in the seat next to me, and these two guys sat right next to that. So one seat away from me. Right. Which would have pissed me like it didn't it wouldn't have pissed me off but it's like, a seat away though you gotta give him a seat away yeah but there's eight it, 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 hundreds of other seats yes but i understand that what he did which i didn't like was it's the lemley in north hollywood so they have the old-fashioned tubs yeah and each he would take one kernel at a time and each time he took a kernel he'd do the shuffle <laughs> of the popcorn box and i want it, i wanted to show i wanted to punch him in the face <laughs> you know what last time we did pet peeves we did not take Phone calls with people's pet peeves. Right. I do want to hear your pet peeves. And the, and the it's up. It's eight one eight two eight four six one seven. Oh, you should have let me guess. Oh, sorry. Well, you still you still won't know now. Yeah. Eight one eight one eight two eight one six six four seven one. Close two eight two eight four six one seven. Eight one eight two eight four six one seven one. Right. Nailed it. But the thing actually, because I mean, some guy got mad at you in Starbucks for speaking up. Yes. I. That I want to do that. I wish I had said something to the guy, and that's something that I'm not good at is yeah. speaking my mind. And granted, the guy's just being—he's not paying attention. He's not being an asshole, but I want—I wish I, I want to be more of that guy that would say, "Hey, listen, man, stop, stop with the popcorn." You know, you know, the popcorn bothers me. You know who bothers me more than anything in the movie theater? The leg shaker. The fucking who pump, the guy who pumps his legs up and down. And shakes the entire and row. shakes the entire row. The leg shaker to me is the most egregious offender in a movie theater. If you're a leg shaker, you should have a, there should be a whole just section for leg shakers and just let them shake the fuck out of each other. But or maybe the dude who with the popcorn could sit in the leg shaker section because his popcorn shake by itself. Yeah, <laughs> he'd probably like it. And then he wouldn't have to. Oh, the leg shaker is bad. I will tell you, and, and this is a, something that I think you are moving past. You know what isn't great? Also great in the movie theater. What? The heavy breather. Oh, that. The heavy breather is a tough one, especially when the heavy breather is direct right behind you. I haven't run into that that much. The heavy. Br- <laughs> Well, I've had people... I, I've worked in a movie theater for, like, three years. People snore the worst. That is pretty bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's the worst. The leg shaker and the leg breather. I'm trying to think what my... You know what I want to do? What? I want to I want to write a coffee table book. Just all pet peeves. Wouldn't I'll, that annoy the reader? <laughs> they just get all frustrated reading the book? No, because then you know what I would do? I would take some off of my Twitter. I would take some from here. And so people would help me write the book. Okay. It'd be a, it'd be like a coffee table, you know, or something on the shitter where you can just leaf through it for a couple minutes. Yeah, I see that. I don't... In the I, back, they can write their own pet peeves. Yeah. I got to tell you, though, um, I want to discourage the idea of putting magazines and stuff in, in you know there's some nicer places that put magazines in bathrooms okay i would like to discourage that why well you're encouraging people to sit and squat and not just do their business and get the fuck out of the bathroom yeah i never was that kind of person i i, I never bring my phone in your phone is going to get covered in feces i i've had that i've i've once i was i took a phone call on in, in the bathroom and i put it in my shorts but because they were on the ground, yeah. it didn't really it didn't go in the pocket. So when I lift my shorts up, the phone fell into the toilet. Um, what a big fuck you to whoever you're talking to. You're taking a shit while talking on the phone. <laughs> I don't think I was. Th- I don't think I was taking a shit. You were sitting on the toilet. Were you peeing? No, no, no. I was taking a shit, but I I, I don't remember if I talked to them. 
You were in the process during, of shitting. You were. It was years ago. I don't remember if I was in the process. It doesn't matter. It was either in the bowl or in the hole. And one or the other, it's not okay to talk to somebody when you're shitting. Why not? It's disrespectful. I mean, if you're in the middle and have to do a grunt or something, but I don't know if you, if you take a break. You know, you know what's funny? What? My son, my youngest son, used to like me to read to him when I was on the shitter. And so I remember distinctly reading Brown Bear to him one day. And I remember, <laughs> I remember reading this. I was going, Brown Bear, Brown Bear. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> And so when, to, when I read it again, we were sitting on the bed reading it, and um, he was like, no, I said it. I go, brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? He goes, no, 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 make it growl, daddy. Make the, make the bear growl. And I was like, make it growl. He goes, you went, wah, last time. And I was like, oh, <laughs> because I was. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were on the shit. That's hysterical. He wanted me to read it to him like I was on the pooper again. Uh, I, have you ever had a girl, what's your status, like your thoughts on girls pooping and peeing in front of you? Um, I'm not a huge fan of of a girl pooping in front of me. I mean, you got to do what you got to do if she feels like she has to do it. But my wife doesn't. Like, Beth doesn't do that. Yeah. One of the worst dates I ever went on from the online thing before I met my current girlfriend, because they were all one-night stands before. Like, almost all of online dating is one-night stands. And I went back to her her apartment, and, like, within a minute, she wanted, like, she we were she, she peed with me in the bathroom. The pee isn't bad. It was, did you just have sex with her? Yeah. Well, no, no. no. I mean, it was before sex. Oh. I, you know what? I, I did date a girl who, you know, we, I used to spend the night at our house. And she would get up in the morning and she would be like, I'm going to go and, and get that orange juice you like from 7-Eleven. I go, okay. I'm going to go get this orange juice you like from 7-Eleven. Well, that was basically later I found out she was like, I just every morning after, after drinking, I needed to poop. And I wasn't going to poop with you in the apartment, so she would go down to 7-Eleven, poop, buy some more juice, and come back up. It was, that was just her code. I think, yeah, I think that, I don't know that that's as uncommon as, I mean, going, girls definitely aren't going to do that in, 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 in their apartment or our apartments. Yeah, I'm still not, I've been dating the girl for just a little bit over a year, and I farted a couple times, but it's, I'm not... It's not that I'm uncomfortable with it, but it's not like we fart or, or, or we talk when we're in the bathroom. Like we don't talk between the door. Yeah. How are you at that? But do you guys talk, or, or is it still kind of weird? Um, she'll talk to me. She she wants me not within a hundred yards of the bathroom when she's going to the bathroom. Yeah. She'll talk to me. I have no. I've shit on the side of my house, so I don't really have any. That's not my hangup. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, but but um. But for her, and I understand it, she wants a little bit of the mystery and the sexiness to stay there, and I'm I'm with that. I'm totally with that. Oh, I went to Joshua Tree. How was that? Fucking great. Did you do mushrooms or something? No, I wish. I was there with Beth and Jacob and his friends. Oh. Um, but oh, how gorgeous. But I've never been up there. We stay at this place called Twenty Nine Palms. And Twenty Nine Palms is like it's like a scene out of a David Lynch movie. Okay. Uh, and Twenty Nine Palms. And I think twenty and twenty nine palms is the name of the town. The twenty nine palms inn is the place. But twenty nine palms, I guess, has a pretty high um, or a large group of transsexuals that live there. And they always come up to twenty nine palms inn and have dinner and they dance and there's a lot of singing and and um, it's a really eclectic group of people. But it was a really fucking good time. But we went out. I, it was raining in the desert. Okay. And uh, so it's raining, and that made rock climbing a little harder. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it, light, it was lightning, and we were like, oh, this is great. And as we're driving back uh, out, the park ranger was like, hey, okay, so, hey, uh, thank, thank you for staying off the rocks when it was the lightning. And I was like, huh? And he goes, you weren't on the rocks when it was lightning, right? And I go, yeah, we were. And he goes, the rocks are like 20% metal. And, uh. I, and, and I said, what? He goes, oh, I didn't tell you that on the way <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of why it would be an issue. I was like, maybe because the rainwater was beyond the rocks. Metal, metal, metal. But oh he was like, God. I didn't tell you on the way in. I should have told you on the way in. It was like the scene from uh, from uh, Vacation. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. Moose should have told you out front. It was a fucking... I was like, dude. He was like, yeah, my bad. My bad? My bad. He's a park ranger. But he should have told us. He told us to stay off the rocks when it was raining, which was a good fucking note. We didn't do that because we were at the top, so it rained. We didn't know to slide down. But I will tell you, and for anybody listening who gets, you can go to Joshua Tree. It is an extremely beautiful, very inexpensive trip. Um, well, you have to. If you don't live in California, you have to fly here. But 
the rocks are 85 million years old. There's a certain energy that comes up off of them. You really, like, uh, I just laid on one, basically hugged it for about 15 minutes. There's a certain energy. Do you believe in that shit at all? Uh, kind of. I My favorite part, because I've driven cross-country three times, my favorite part of the trip is Arizona and New Mexico. Yeah. And, like, the desert of California. Just, I love, like, that kind of, I, it just looks so cool. Yeah. I don't. I'm sh- I'm sure there's some sort of energy. I'm not really that spiritual, but it makes sense. It's been there. It's kind of like how when you go to like a comedy club, it might seem happier because yeah. it's a happy place. I don't know. I, I you know there's a certain uh, level of calm and happiness I have when I'm up there, and that's maybe because I'm not here, and maybe because I'm not stressed out about whatever. But is there even cell phone reception up there? No, it's so good. There yeah. is at the hotel, but once you get out into the jo- into the Joshua Tree, right into the national park, yeah, it's nothing. That's scary for a little bit. But and there are some right. there are caves out there that have hieroglyphics hieroglyphics on them. Real ones? Yes. Whoa. Very cool place, man. Very cool place if you get to go. Um, but okay. Another pet peeve while I'm out there. Okay. Okay. So I hey, we're out. We're eating at dinner, and um, there was a guy at the table right next to us. Every last bit of food, so the last quarter inch, he. <laughs> Slurped in. I don't like know. That. Oh, that's okay. I, <laughs> oh, that's so terrible. So every every last little, I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Was he alone at the table? Cause he I, was no. He was with his wife. Oh, that who must have been clearly must have been deaf. No, she was like seventy. She was like, "Fuck it, I can't kill oh, him." Oh, he was older. I okay. can't kill him now. <laughs> and he's been doing that for fifty years to her. Oh. <laughs> Eating with older people, and I, I love old people, but eating with them is, is really tough. Because my dad lives by Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And they just, it takes like two hours to have eggs. <laughs> it's terrible. They have 18 cups of coffee. I, I hate eating with uh, old people. I got to tell you, the, it's harder and harder to be around old people. Because when you hit a certain age, when you hit a, a certain age, all you talk about is your ailments. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, my back is a little, oh, my hip, oh, I have my blood pressure. And then you graduate past that to when you say, hey, Nana, how you doing? Good. My friend James died. Like every, every sentence starts with who just died. And what they got, my dad does, because he lives in the retirement village. He's like yeah. the youngest person there. It's who died and what they got from their house. Because apparently, <laughs> like, a lot of their families just don't want to deal with it. Oh, so they go so, and ransack their house? No, ransack, but they just say if there's anything you want. Because they don't want to have to be down there and pack up the house. Right. So, like, the, like my aunt, my great aunt will call my dad when someone in her community dies and be like, come over, get some stuff. And it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's, South Florida is pretty crazy. Well, it's, you know, it's South Florida is all malls, golf courses, and churches, basically. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of all three of those in Jews. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of Jews. Um, did you, what, there's some sort of fucking flesh-eating bacteria in Florida. Ooh, God. In the beaches. That's not good, dude. No. Um, well, did you hear about what happened in South Florida today, the guy who got arrested? No. The, uh, it was Tony Bosch or Anthony Bosch. Oh, yeah. The guy f- who ran the uh, A-Rod Clinic. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can I – and I tweeted this earlier, but I would like to say this. What a waste of my taxpayers' dollars for the government to be involved in cleaning up baseball. Hey, guys, listen. Uh, I thank you for putting away all the big, bad steroid dealers. I'm sure that affects basically point zero 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 one percent of the population here. And, and as a baseball fan, and you can't find a bigger baseball fan – it's still not the government's responsibility to waste our fucking money and our fu- and their resources on busting some dude selling roids to athletes. It, it, it just goes to show that the government goes for headlines. They're going for headlines. This right. is a big headline case. But my thing is, meanwhile, today, and I let me just make sure, I, uh, I'm pretty sure, didn't today, didn't Congress do fucking dick shit today? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, John Boehner and the Republicans are suing the president for his executive actions. Um, oh, was I was hearing this on another podcast. Right. Aren't they suing him because he didn't enact Obamacare quick enough, even though they don't like Obamacare? They failed to act again on anything, but especially immigration and what's going on at the border. Uh, even though health Republicans put forth a $659 million bill that might have passed, except Senator Ted Cruz came by and told them not to vote on anything. So today, John Boehner uh, actually said... 
there are numerous steps the presidents can and should be taking right now without the need for congressional action to secure our borders and ensure these children are returned swiftly and safely to their countries. Wait! So do things without the congressional action? Isn't that what you're fucking suing him for? Wait, you so, douchebag! So I didn't know what was happening. So, so the Republicans aren't doing anything until the kids are sent I, back. I, I, I listen. I, I don't want to speak out of turn. I'm sure Mark Ward could call us and tell us exactly what is happening. But it, it, the problem with politics is this, and I've said this a zillion times: there's liars and cheats on both sides, right. Democrats and Republicans. Nobody is, is has started the common sense party, and the common sense party basically says, "Hey, everybody." Let's forget that. And the only time that we truly remember as a country that we're Americans is when something fucking bad happens. Mm -hmm. When 9-11 happens, it's not Republican, it's not Democrat, Americans. How can we help each other get better? How can we help each other heal? But as soon as anything bad goes away, it, because it's big business. Yeah. Politics is big business. So you want your business your business interests to come through and the only way to do that is to shit on whatever the other party's doing. I don't I don't vote and my mom yells at me every election, but I just I feel like they're all liars and, and maybe maybe at a local level they can actually do something. They are. But I feel like at the at the federal level, all I've ever been to is lied and I, I voted the first time Obama was running. But I just, I, when I moved out here, I just didn't care enough. I will tell you that there are older school Republicans that are not as scary as this group of Republicans. This group of, this, the newer Republicans, and I'm, I think the Republican Party is trying to get away from it, kind of got hijacked by the church. Yeah, the right? Tea Party. They got hijacked by the church. And the Republican Party has so many different sections that they're, they're fucking themselves. And the Tea Party is... But here, the Tea Party is the most, to me, hypocritical group because they want less government, right? Mm -hmm. Less government. Except if you're a woman and you want to have an abortion. Then the government has to step in. Oh, except if you're Mexican. Uh, less government. Uh, except if you want to smoke weed. So it's all less government when it comes to shit that they want, but they want the government to step in when things that they don't agree with. Regardless. Point being, back to the baseball and the government. There's so many other things. And like I said, I'm a sports fan, man. I don't want roids in there. But baseball should clean that shit up. Not eh, President Obama, Major League Baseball, those three words, should not leave his fucking lips in a serious way unless he's talking about the World Series and the team that he is rooting for. That is not why we elect the president to clean up America's pastime. It's just not... Dude, and, and here's the thing. You really want to clean up sports? There are There is not a sport that has more roids and more HGH than football. Mm -hmm. There isn't one. There is not one. But those guys need it. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, I'm a huge baseball fan. I would prefer there not be steroids. Buddy. But, I mean, there's not really – is there a way to even – No. You know these guys who yeah. got busted, Tony Bosch? Uh-huh. His guys didn't get busted because they failed a test. They got busted because they busted his clinic. People are and he, still. And he's saying like a bird. Yes, really he did. quick. <laughs> he did. But people are still cheating and and, yeah. and getting away with it. Yeah. So that's not it at all. The only one I actually have a problem with it in is fighting, just like UFC, just because they're actually trying to kill each other. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree. But here's what I would tell you: is then you have to have such a strong drug test that you know, and that has to be blood. It can't be urine. Okay, I, I don't know the, 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 the science behind it. But I, I'm not sure if boxing's blood test or MMA's blood test, I mean, well, with drug test is blood or urine. Wasn't that what held up the uh, Pacquiao-Mayweather yes. fight? Was that Mayweather wanted blood and Pacquiao wouldn't do it? Yes. And, mm. and, 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 and Mayweather wanted it right before the fight, and Pacquiao said he would give it to him three or four days before. Um, you can call us on any of these topics at 818-274-6871. Two eight four six one seven one. Fuck, I can't. But I think they know the number by now. I, I don't know if they do. Um, but I, I. But here, okay. Here's the deal. For me, I would like if we're gonna do. If I'm gonna uh, a, a perfect government, we got to get money out of government, obviously, which mm -hmm. means lobbyists got to go. But I want. I want. I want us to have more of a voice. Wouldn't that be great? I know it's supposed to be a democracy, but how much of a voice do you really feel like you have? That's why I don't vote. I don't feel like anything I say matters. And the, this isn't perfect. It would have to be impenetrable, which isn't possible. But the way to do it, I think, would be to have voting online and have voting be for each issue. Because we're at a point now where 
the majority of the population probably has access to the internet. Lee, I fucking love that idea. What I love is this: is you is okay. We vote. We elect an official, but then we as a people get to vote on every single topic. Right. I, I at love least have that. an idea, and the reason I don't vote for the president is because it's not even a popular vote. It's the, the yeah. electoral college that doesn't make sense at all. I would tell you that you should vote, even if, like, my dad hated who, you know, for, for years, he just voted for himself. In one year, actually, he got 57 votes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got 57 votes, which was pretty impressive. Um, but I, I, I love that idea. If, if each time something came up, we as a people got to vote. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I also think, I do believe that states should be given more individual power. And I will tell you yeah. why. Because, and I say this all the time, there are racists and bigots and fucking assholes all over the place. If every single one of them, and I'm just saying this state arbitrarily, if every single one of them wanted to move to Montana mm-hmm. or whatever, Illinois, I don't care, I would be fine with that. Yeah. If, if, if all the like-minded, racist... Uh, bigoted people all moved to one state so they could vote however they wanted to vote. I would be like, that's cool. Let the because that you know what that does? It cleans up the rest of the country for everybody else. Right. I would be totally and I know people are like, well, you're going to go back to segregation. No, not everybody wants to be segregated. But if all the assholes want to live total white and they want to be racist together and they want to, you know, do whatever the fuck they do on a Saturday night, fist each other in the asshole. I don't know what they do. If that, I think we should let them. Like, I think, and they should have their little state, and obviously the government oversees it, but they get to vote on things that they want to vote on. I got no problem with that. I've always said, I want to know where the racists are. As a Jew, and especially with all the anti-Semitism that's, that's brewing up right now, I know. Yeah. I want to know where they are. I would rather you drive around with a fucking Hitler flag on your car, so I would go, I'm not going to his house for dinner. Yeah, did you hear about the KKK cop in Florida? No. There was a guy, and we had uh, Billy Corbin on. Uh, the, the He's a director of a bunch of documentaries in South Florida. Oh, Mark's calling in. Uh, I'll take his call first. Is that smart, Mark? Yeah. Going up right now? I know. Hi, Smart hey, Mark. How's it going? Mark Ward. Yes, how you doing? Okay, did I get that kind of right with Boehner and the Republicans? Uh, yes, you did. You it, did. It's it's completely ludicrous. And isn't it right? He He's asking Obama to go around Congress, but that's exactly what he's suing Obama for, right? Yes, exactly. So how... Exactly. I, I don't quite get that. And what is... Ted Cruz's motivation to tell them not to vote? The, to try to figure out Ted Cruz or the Tea Party's <laughs> motivation is a losing battle. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't think there's really any point in putting any energy there. Fair enough. I think it's really just, you know, let's not be tied to anything that we can be blamed for. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I've stopped trying to figure them out. But, you know, really, the system has become its own entity. I mean, it really has just become its own its own animal. And the only way that things are ever going to change, which I don't know how it's possible without people taking to the streets, literally, is the two things, I think. First of all, the finance has to be removed, and not just lobbyists, but... Um, campaign finance. Right. There, it needs it needs to be capped. The money needs to be removed. No lobbyists and term limits. Those are the only two things that could possibly change things. Because, you know, if there was no money involved and the politicians actually believed that their job security would be threatened if they didn't actually do what their constituents wanted, maybe. Maybe they would actually listen. So you're saying right now, and I agree with this, once in office, there's no fear of not complying with, there's no fear in not listening to the people who elected you because you're already elected. So who the fuck cares, right? Until re-election time. Yeah. Well, because it, well, they don't even care that much then because it's all about the money. It's all yeah. about the money because they know that people, for the most part, are very disconnected. They feel powerless, so they don't pay a lot of attention. So people just kind of march to whatever the biggest soundbite is or to whatever the party line is. 
So the problem is I really don't know of any way that this is going to change without literally overthrowing the government because the people (laughs) who make the rules are the ones who are the problem. Um, Mark, all right, I got two questions for you. Ready? Question number one, what what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, my God, I have a few of them. Um, one is b- people chewing with their mouth open. Yeah, I hate that. M- makes me absolutely crazy. People yep. that smack or people that... I, I, I was laughing when Lee was talking because I hate that, too, with the popcorn, with the, with the, <laughs> you the hate bags the, oh. and the yeah. popcorn. I hate people talking sh- in the movie theater. Yeah. What about the leg oh, here's, shaker? Here's another one in the city. is um, People that walk across the sidewalk like in a group of four or something clear across the sidewalk and walk slowly makes me crazy yeah i also hate a two-lane road and two cars driving the same fucking speed oh yeah oh you know they're each in in there in a different lane and they're driving the same speed and they're blocking all of traffic all right question number two for you what do you think about the idea of saying to people i if all the racists and bigots want to go live in one state and let them kind of have, you know, vote on the way they want to vote and do what they want to do. And it kind of cleans up other areas. And, you know, if you want to go into that state, you know, you're going in risking your own your own life. What do you think about that? Just kind of putting it because I know they all want to live together. They don't want to live with the, us Jews and gays and blacks. Right. So if we set up a state for them to go and just chill and and, you know, and and um, and watch rodeo or whatever the fuck happens. What do you think about that? I think it's a great idea, and that state is called Texas. And we <laughs> I love that. Texas. What's that? I love Texas. Austin. Well, I mean, Mark, have Austin you been to? Austin is great. Oh, Austin should so secede from Texas. Austin's but so I, good. But I think I think that Texas can, should just secede, and because there's enough room, there's enough room in the state of Texas for all of the racists and all of the bigots, which. A large number of them are down in that vicinity anyway. Here's so what I would tell you. That far. Here's what I would tell you. And, um, and uh, thank you very much for calling, Mark. Thank you very much. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask okay. Mark? Yeah, you can ask him a question. I have one question because he tweeted at me and I told him to call in. He said uh, that uh, not voting is a vote uh, for the wrong side. I agree. Usually the, the, my, the reason I, I disagree with that, at least for the presidential, and I want to get your input, is I grew up in Massachusetts. I don't know the, the voting streak, but it has to be decades of whoever, no matter who votes in Massachusetts, it's gonna the Democratic one is gonna win, and then anyone who voted Republican in Massachusetts, and I would probably have voted Democrat, but anyone who voted Republicans votes just don't count anymore because of the Electoral College. Yeah, but 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 that just means it's a Democratic state. So you, you could go to Alabama, you should still, if you're Democrat, still vote Democrat, even though you are pretty assured that uh, the Republicans are going to win, because it is a it is a blessing. It is, it is such a blessing to be able to live in a country where you have that right but but we have the right but it's almost taken away from us because unless you live in a swing state your vote almost doesn't count i mean i that that, i mean that's just my feeling and i i don't know the way california goes right now and maybe i should start voting in california i don't know if it's a california a swing state or not but unless like i don't i just don't understand why there's not popular vote anymore It, it doesn't work no, there's no electoral college for any other thing ever that anyone's ever voted on. So I it just, I, I don't know. What do you think? What do you what do you say to that, Mark? It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I understand. I I definitely understand what your complaint is, and I agree with you. It's un, it's unfortunate at this particular stage that we, you know, don't have the popular vote. I mean, the same argument just to take a little side route can be made in, you know, the number of senators that we have. Like states that have almost no population will have will have the same number of representatives as large states, which makes no sense. So so there's a lot of things that need to be changed, but I would have to agree with Josh is the way that I look at it also is I don't feel like I have a right to complain about anything if I don't use my power to vote. I agree with that. Um, it, you know, regardless of what happens, and and I understand what you're saying in terms of states like Massachusetts and 
you know, particularly the presidential election, but there's also a lot of other things to vote on other than just the president as well, and those really do matter. Like, right, the um, local ones, the local ones, I agree, do matter, and 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 are, but they're popular votes, aren't they? The other, isn't the presidential one the only one that's covered by the electoral? Yes, yes it is. Yes, but the, the other important vote is the judicial votes. Those are really important. Mark, we're going to let you go. Thank you very much for calling, okay. man. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. I do want to hear everybody's pet peeve, and I want to hear what state you think all the races and bigots should live in. We have one vote for Texas. I do not vote Texas. I love Texas. I love the Mexican food. I love the people. I love performing in Texas. I do not vote Texas. Even though it's beautiful, all I can keep thinking is Alaska. Well, not a bad... I got to tell you a story. When I was in Alaska, right? And somebody told me when I went up there, they were like, hey, listen, two people live here. People who were born here and people who don't want to be found. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, what do you mean? And they said, there's certain areas of Alaska you just should not go to because the law doesn't go out there and they don't come in. So the guy... We went out snowmobiling one day and the guy was like, who told us? Our little guide. He goes, yeah, I'm going to take you out of this place. He goes, if he tells you... Hey, if he asks you, hey, that you want to go out snowmobiling in the woods, say no. And I said, why? And he goes, once you get past that woods, there are people out there that don't want to be found. And if you find them, you're not coming back. And I was like, this is like the Wild West. He goes, worse. Because at least in the Wild West, somebody with a, with a sheriff badge would have gone out there to investigate. If you go out there and disappear... Nobody's coming looking for you. That's the point where I take off my my <laughs> jacket and I get some hot cocoa and I stay inside the hotel. Um, you know what? Somebody just tweeted me. And by the way, Sarah, thank you very much for sending out the link to the podcast because I didn't do that. But please call in with your with your your pet peeves and the state you want. Uh, where I, somebody asked me to tell my most embarrassing sex story. I'm happy to do that. I feel like I kind of covered that on our mini Q&A with, um, with the fire ants on my taint. Well, you, that, that seemed like you're almost proud of it because you showed everybody. Oh, it was a good one. It was a good one. And listen, I know everybody liked the stop. Don't touch me there. These are my no-no squares. Hey, stop. Don't touch me there. These are my no-no squares. That is the song that a camp counselor taught us if somebody was going to touch you inappropriately. Stop. Don't touch me there. These are my no-no squares. Hey, stop. Don't touch me there. These are my no-no squares. Um, I am happy to tell everybody my most embarrassing sex story, but it's super embarrassing. Um, and... Okay, I might as well. We, I mean, what else are we going to do, right? Right. Okay. So... This is really embarrassing. <laughs> Set the scene. What, 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 what year is it? Uh, I'm young. I'm 24. Okay. And um, I, um, I, there was a girl I had always, always, always wanted to have sex with. Those are the worst. Uh, super cute. I always thought she was way. Well, well, were you in the friend zone for a while? Uh, I I yeah I was not in the friend zone I was in the who the fuck are you zone okay I I, I look she was way out of my league I mean if I'm let's throw me at a let's throw me at a, at a even seven on a scale of ten six and a half seven okay okay she's a fifteen wow she was gorgeous so I was like there's no way in the world that she is going to have sex with me. So um, I was trying everything. This was back in the days when I had um, hair down in the middle of my back. And it was hair. It's Jew, it's Jufro hair, too. So when, I, I thought, here's why I never cut it. I didn't cut it because when I got out of the shower, it was wet. I was like, yeah, it looked good, right? Like a rock star. It just, when it dried up, it looked like I had a fucking rat's nest in the back of my, it just kind of, it went from the middle of my back and it just went, and it just froed up to like the back of my neck, but it was super long. Okay. So I'm doing everything I can and, um, to, to have her notice me and she was clearly never going to notice me. And, um, then one day she just comes in the bar where I was working at a bar and she sits down and starts talking to me and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? 
Like, seriously, she was talking to me, and I was, like, three-quarters hard. Okay. Three-quarters. I mean, at 24, you're three-quarters hard. All the time. All the time. Right. But this was, like, a special three-quarters hard. Like, I could feel the heartbeat. You ever, you know, you can feel your heartbeat in the, your dick every mm-hmm. <laughs> How worried were you that you were going to come in your pants? Like, if you touched your arm? Pretty worried. That was the first thing. I was like, well, if this does go down... I am for sure going to have to not, you know, come in three seconds. Mm-hmm. But I could feel, you know, three quarters hard. I could feel my heart beating my dick, which is never a good sign. Um, it was like, gunk, 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 is she, gunk, gunk, here she comes. And so I'm sitting there and she was like, hey, I'm going to come back later with some of my friends. Can we come back and see you? And I was like, yeah. So she came back around 1.15, drunk. With her friends. And I was like, oh, yeah. If she had come back at, like, 1130, I'd be like, nah. But she came back at 115 and hammered. How worried were you? that? Like, were you, like, hoping she was going to come back? Like, where is she? Where is she? I was 98% sure she wasn't coming back. Yeah. I mean, listen, dude. Hair down the middle of my back. Just 24-year-old fuck. I mean, I, I may about... Uh, 24 may have been in the best shape of my life. Okay. But... I'm way still. She's so far out of my league. It's crazy. So she says to me, "What? What's happening after this?" And I was like, "After what?" And she goes, "After the after close down here. Where are we going?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, we can stay here and drink if you want." And she was like, "Sure. Can my friends stay?" And I was like, "Yeah." I go, "Can I invite have some of my friends stay?" And she was like, "Yeah." Now she, her friends were equally attractive. Wow. There wasn't a designated driver in the group. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know <laughs> You know if there's like three really good looking ones and one that's like eh, one that's dragging a club behind her, you know what I mean? Hey, where are we going? That you know, there wasn't that. There was it was just like nines and tens in the group. So I, I tell my friends, I'm like, you gotta fucking come right now. So they come and um so at about two thirty, I get every you know everybody's out and cleaned up and they're still drinking. She goes, "Why don't you show me around? This place had an upstairs and a downstairs." So um, I take her downstairs, and she, um, she she pulls me into this little area. Now this, by the way, did I ever tell you about this place? The downstairs was like a on on. This is the first time I met Joey Diaz. Well, I said, well, is it the place where the guy shit on the table?" Yes. Okay. It's the same room. <laughs> same room. Same room where the guy, where the guy used to shit on the table. Yeah. So she um, she pulls me um, she pulls me into the room, and um, she's like, "Why don't you show me around?" I was like, "Well, it's that's the couch." And um, and as she, yeah, as I'm talking, she's just like slowly unbuttoning her shirt, and I was like, and "That's the." Uh, that's the that's the door and uh, that's the uh that's the uh tape that's the that's the table right there that's the table um and uh oh boy so i'm panicking dude I'm, it's it's the worst it's the worst i'm panicking i'm literally sweating because at this point uh, this is easily the best-looking girl I've ever gone out with, mm-hmm. or or I'm gonna have sex with. She came looking for me. I had just got through with a really horrible breakup with the with the I think the first person that I had ever said I love you to. I was really it was this was might have been the first time I was ever potentially gonna have sex afterwards. I'm I honestly probably hadn't had sex in like a year. Oh boy, yeah, I went through that too. All right, so and this was you know this was the the girl that I that had broken up with that I was like it was one of these like. <laughs> I was that guy for fucking almost a year and a half, dude. Anybody who would talk like, how you doing? Well, my girlfriend. Like, I was that pussy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hadn't seen boobs or anything. And so we start making out. And I hadn't undone a bra in I don't know how long. And you forget it. It's not like riding a bike. It no, takes a second. it's not like riding a bike. And, you know, some the sometimes... So and it was it was a uh, some of them have more hooks than other ones yeah and like you like you think some of them have different layers of hooks so like you don't know where the hook where it meets I've just never been great with the front ones oh yeah back when I got pretty good I can do but the, so I went to the back it wasn't there and I was like oh shit a fronty so I was, I'm tugging on it I'm tugging on it I'm tugging on it and this was strike number one for me right 
she was like, I got it. And as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and then I get that. And then it had been a while since I touched a, a Vajiju. Right? Did you also call it a Vajiju that night? No, I didn't. But, you know, I was trying not to drop her pants, and, and so I, we laid down on the couch, and I laid down on top of her, and I didn't go to the side. I was right on top, and I couldn't get my hand in and under mm-hmm. to, to touch the hihu. So, you know, I was looking for the man in the boat, and I couldn't even get off the dock. So I try to get off over to the side a little bit so I can get in her pants, and I, and I, and I, <laughs> I fall off the couch. <laughs> So she's like, there's she, a little jokey, haha. It's me, you're a little nervous, huh? I was like, I'm not nervous, but it's just been a little while. And she goes, let me help you. And she took off her pants. And I'm like, this is great. But as she takes off her pants, she was on her knees in front of me. And she was gonna, she was, went to give me a blowjob. And uh, it had been a while since someone had touched my penis. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It had been, yeah. it had been like a year. With anybody besides me, and I had thought about her blowing me maybe a zillion times. That's yeah. I had maybe jerked off to it about eighty zillion times, and just as she was pulling her my the the underwear down over my dick, right to give me blowjob, she grabbed it, and as she grabbed it, I I, <laughs> I came right between her eyes, like I hit her right in the forehead, and it made this noise because it was a year's worth of cum. It was like. <laughs> It was, <laughs> I mean, if I was a marksman, it was the perfect shot. Oh, my God. So, she was, I mean, she was livid. What the fuck? Did you just come between my eyes? I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I go, please don't tell anybody. Please don't tell anybody. She was like, I'm fucking telling everybody. She went upstairs. Before she could get up the stairs, on the way up the stairs, she's screaming. And I'm behind her, pulling up my pants like, oh, get your free drinks for a year. She's on her way up the stairs. She's screaming, this guy just came on my forehead. It took him 22 seconds to come. That counts us walking down the stairs. So she tells her friends. Her friends laugh and point at me. Oh, no. They call me one pump chump. And they leave. That's a nice after free drinks. They, <laughs> they leave. It gets worse. How? Because the next night, she brings a group of friends in. Oh, geez, that's bull. To point out the guy that came on her forehead. Oh, no. Guys and girls. This is the fucking guy. Like a a tour? Yes. (laughs) This is the guy who lasted two seconds. Dudes were like, (laughs) girls were like, (laughs) she brought tours in probably six times over the next two weeks. Of just and and each girl better looking than the next, just ruining my chance of ever ever having sex. And it, it, it was embarrassing for so many reasons. One, bra, no good. Couldn't get to the JJ. Basically, as soon as she let my penis have free have air, Bang. it spit out. <laughs> it breathed in, and it spit out. It was it and to top it off. I was humiliated with a parade of people who walked in and pointed at me and laughed. And every time she brought somebody in, you know what they ordered? What? A round of blowjobs. Oh, no. (laughs) So So I had to pour. And every time she was like, it's taking you like 80 times longer to make these drinks than it did to come. And I was like, yeah, we're at a full bar. People are sitting next to me. She was like, this dude came on my forehead. Some stranger. Did you at least, did you ever ask for a second chance? Uh, I did. Did she give it to you? I got a second chance. I was gonna say. Now let me ask you this. Yeah. Because I look back at my my situations and knowing what I know now, what I would have done differently. I'm sure there's a lot of young male listeners listening to the show now. Let's say they were in that situation. Yeah. How would you have done it differently? I would have really quickly run to the bathroom and rubbed one out. I was gonna say. That's- <laughs> <laughs> That's the move. I would have gotten and rubbed one out really quickly, and then I would have been like, yep. Yeah. Now we're in. Did you ever have issues with getting it up? Never. I did. I was for about... How old were you? I was a couple years ago, but I I was really nervous about it because I had the same thing where I think it was about a, almost, between a year and a year and a half between having sex because I was stupid 
right before I came out here to intern, I, I started dating this girl, and then we were going to do it long distance for the summer. But how could you were 22? Right, yeah. It, and it, but it, it turned out to be all mental. Yeah. And also, uh, the, the people always talk about how to, uh, girls have to be into it. It would it happened with girls that I just wasn't that into, really. Mm. And, I don't have that problem. And, and I, I never used to before, but, and it, but it, and it also got worse. So it happened once, and then I got nervous about it. And then it happened again, and then I got really nervous about it. And, like, I was looking it up online. Apparently, when you start getting nervous about it and you're not comfortable in the situation is yeah. where it happens. But and, and when I started dating Paula, I was nervous about it because it had happened. And I used to I, – I bought a – what's that thing that the coach does? Penis pump? Not a pump, uh, but, a, like, the extends, the one that makes it hard. Does that work? No. It, 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 it's like speed. It It, it – I don't know. It kind of got me a little bit hard, but not really. And I, but I never, it, I didn't feel good when I took it. Like it makes you feel kind of nauseous. Uh-huh. So I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it every day. But I was nervous when I started dating the girl I was with now. And, but after like the first time, I just got so comfortable with her that now it's almost a joke that if she touches my hand, I'm ready. So it, it I'm that way with Beth. Yeah, but it's, it's, it was. I was terrified that I was like, "Oh, I'm 23, and this is gonna be the rest of my life." And I, I really, I, I got really into my head. I was like, "Fuck." I've taken a- Viagra once. It was the. I it was not, not for me. I don't need it, but it, and it. But it was like it was too much. It was like I've I heard I, that. I, yeah. I was like, I don't. That, yeah. I, I at some point you want your erection to go away. Have you seen the ones they sell at gas stations? Dicks. <laughs> yeah, they just they just. <laughs> You want a dick replacement? Uh, no, but they sell, uh, they sell like over-the-counter generic kind of penis pills that are really like if you if you're at a gas station you'll notice them next time. They're like it's called like hot rod and it's just like it it can't be safe, but it's just it's like single you, single dose penis pills. This is how disgusting, and I'm uh, I'm not going to chew in the microphone, Mark Ward. Don't worry. This is how disgusting guys are. We'll go to 7-Eleven and buy something called Hot Rod just on the off chance it'll make our dicks hard. Mm-hmm. They, women don't have, like, there isn't, a, there isn't, like, a, um, there isn't like a, something called the wet purse. You know what I mean? This will get your vagina wet. Like, we're such animals. We're fucking Neanderthals. We'll go into 7-Eleven, fingers crossed, take something that'll make our dicks hard. What, oh, is, yeah. wrong, what is wrong with us? We like having sex, and it's it's harder for us to have it. I, th- I mean, I don't know if that's true. That's mm. I think it is harder for us to have. Well, it's, it's it's not harder for us to have it, but when a man leaves the house for a date, and when a woman leaves the house for a date, it's completely different. Within five minute, five seconds, I'm sure the woman, or ten seconds, or five minutes, a girl knows if she's having sex with you. Yeah, you're still working. Yeah, and then also, there's not many girls that I would say no to when I was single. There's a couple, but like it's it's with I hear from my friends with Tinder now, they just swipe right on literally everybody and then see what they catch, see what they bring in with the net. I, I gotta tell you, when I was younger, I had a little bit of a trash dick. Oh yeah, I, and I di- I was not discriminate at all, and honestly because mm, it, it didn't. It, and it, well, you know my ex, who is the mother of the kids. Okay. She's a big girl. So, you know, people are like, well, you're, you're trash dick. You'll have sex with anything. Yeah, it's not like if I like you, if I think you're funny or something interesting about you, or that's part of the attraction for me. So, if he, yeah. But I, I, I had, I maybe, maybe, maybe should have reined it a little bit. I, I think, uh, and this is in my book, I had sex with a woman who resembled Nell Carter. You know who Nell Carter is? I don't know who Nell Carter is. Let me look. Go ahead and Google Nell Carter because I had always wanted to have sex with a... Um... Oh, boy. <laughs> I had always wanted to have sex with a, with a really... A smile. With a really large black woman. It was, it was fantastic. But oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was in my book. It was in my book. It's good. The book is called it, it Takes Balls, Everybody, Dating Single Moms and Other Confessions from an Unprepared Single Dad. And listen, I just wanted to make it through an hour. We're going to make a short podcast, and that's what this is what we did today, an hour. Okay. Yeah, we're almost there. I mean, uh, that kind of flew by, didn't it? It did. 
Do you want to? Jeffrey's calling. And do you want to take that, or do you want to yeah. leave Jeffrey for next week? Let's hear. Let's, let's hear from Jeffrey. Let's see. Jeffrey. Hey guys, how are you? Good. How are you? Um, I can't believe Lee doesn't know about Nal Carter from Give Me a Break. <laughs> it's a little before his time, I think. I might have seen, I might I have seen something she's dating. She keeps dating us when he says that. I feel like, why I ought to. <laughs> um, yeah, first of all, I just have to say that when I listen to uh, Off the Rails, yep. Skittles are my favorite candy in the whole wide world. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. <laughs> um, what were you talking about? Oh, oh, you're talking about um, uh, uh, I wasn't listening, but uh, Shark Week. Okay, tell me what was it like swimming with a shark? No, I won't do those, Josh. But seriously, what was it like swimming with a shark, man? Um, well, we weren't talking about Shark Week, but I will tell you. And those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm hosting Shark After Dark, which starts next week, um, August 10th to the 14th. It's all live show, and it, it, it's a, a live talk show after Shark uh, Week programming. Swimming with a shark was fucking frightening, Jeffrey, because I don't know how to swim. I'm a bad swimmer. And they put me in a okay. wetsuit. I'd never been in a wetsuit before. I'd never snorkeled before. And they basically threw me over a boat. And the first time they threw me over, I sank like a fucking stone. So they had to tie me to a rope. They tied me to a rope, and then they threw chum around me. Yeah, they exactly. And they threw chum around me. So I was basically bait because I was tied to a rope, which was tied to the boat. So I couldn't get away from the sharks if I wanted to. Was there was there a cage? No cage. Wait. How, why, why, there was no cage? No, no cage. Why don't you know what how to swim? A, what am I, a pussy? I, just, I never learned how to swim. <laughs> I can get by. Like, I can do kind of... Doggy you know, paddle? I can do the breaststroke, but I can't really swim. Like, I, the, the, in the ocean, yeah, because of that, the ocean, ocean makes me nervous. Yeah. No, I was swimming with sharks in a pool. The thing... It was one of those... Fre- it was a freshwater <laughs> shark in a river. The thing... The, I don't know much about television, but if I was going to host a show where I would have to swim with sharks, they take a swimming class. I didn't know I was going to have to do it. Oh, my goodness. They just fucking said, hey, how about swim with sharks? And I said, I don't swim very well. You know what they said? That'll be funnier. <laughs> that, that's probably right. I'm so excited that Shark Creek's coming back on. Yeah, thank you, Jeffrey. And I appreciate your support very much, buddy. Um, give me, Tell me something, because you listen to everyone. You know, it's obviously better with Sarah, but how did I do? Did I keep your attention for an hour? Um, just before I called. Yeah. Well, not just before I called. There was a small little bit, and like, because I'm Catholic, so I had the. I can't throw it around, but it was you sounded sounding like you were a couple old men in a little Jewy town in Florida, talking about your sex life. (laughs) <laughs> Jewy town in Florida? What? That, that, that's no, pretty no, much no, all. No, no, no. <laughs> it should be called Jew town. Yeah, it could be called Jew town. Uh, Jeffrey, thank you very much. I, for, I can't say. Oh, sorry. Thank you very oh, much. For, and yeah. During Shark Week, make sure people you hydrate yourselves with Perrier. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> all right. No, it was awesome tonight. Thanks. It's good to finally see Lee on cam. <laughs> yeah, handsome man. Thanks, Jeffrey. Yeah. Okay, bye. All right. Um, if we kept Jeffrey's attention, that's a great podcast. I know. And this is what I want to say, and I just wanted to do an hour, and I appreciate you guys, and Sarah will be back next week. Here's what I want to say, and I say this um, uh, from the bottom of my heart. First of all, I forgot to say this. Hey, if you've been listening to this podcast... And you haven't gone to Wazy Gifts. What the fuck is wrong with you? Come on. Here's the thing, too. It doesn't cost anything to go to the website, but everybody buys gifts for somebody. If you haven't checked out how easy it is, if you haven't checked out how cool the gifts are, if you haven't checked out how quick they will find a gift for you, you are missing out. WayEasyGifts.com. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on their website. Uh-huh. But that it's the, the gifts are easy to find. They're beautiful. Uh, we all have used our gift cards and gotten great things for people that we love. The Wazy gifts are... I got are, something for myself. Exactly. They're high quality, and people will not know and not realize how easy it was for you to get the gift. WayEasyGifts.com. You should just check. Listen, 
I'm not saying go. You don't have to buy anything. Just go and look and know what's there. Educate yourselves. I mean, listen, you're looking at porn or whatever it is you're looking at, TMZ, at least three hours a day. Take 10 minutes out of your porn or TMZ and and go to wayeasygifts.com. I want to say that. Two, uh, Shark Week. Three, uh, this is true. I saw something today that I did not particularly like. Look, I am an admitted asshole. I get angry in the car. I have my pet peeves. I don't like it when people chew loudly. I don't like it when people stand too close to me. I am a bit of an asshole. But I, re- I appreciate and respect other people and the way they choose to live their lives. And I saw something today to, to somebody who doesn't have much of a choice. Um, I, saw, I saw somebody treat a homeless person poorly. Um, and there was a little bit of laughing and, and uh, uh, dude threw change at him. Oh, so and it's degrading because you know the guy's going to pick it up yeah. and he's going to search for it. But he threw change at him. He basically threw the money at him and said, I'm going to give you money, but you're going to have to work for it. And the money hit him and the money is And I just want to say this. Um, and I will. And I, I. Hey, assholes. Be good to each other. This is, we only got one go around on this fucking ride. So don't spend it being a dickwad to other people all right be good to each other you can have pet peeves people can annoy you but when it comes to treating other people with with dignity and respect no matter where they are on the fucking uh pantheon or the totem pole of life everybody deserves to be treated with respect um so let's do that that, that i saw that this weekend there's a uh, there's an exit off the highway where my girlfriend and i go to get breakfast and both days, we saw this guy with a sign says, I'm trying not to be homeless, so maybe he wasn't homeless. And he was just asking for money like they do at the exits. On Saturday, on Sunday, after we saw it, we pulled into the into a shopping center right next door. And, two, and a cop car pulled up and started harassing him and made, like, made him leave. Like, yeah. Like, the, I have such a problem. Like, they always say that there's not enough resources. Why are you bothering homeless people? Like just let them. Like I, there's always a guy who sleeps on a bench in front of my apartment, and the cops like every once in a while make him leave. Let him sleep on a bench. Well, I will tell you this: sometimes if the if they're in front of your business, you need to you be. It, it, and may, people may not go into your business because I understand move pushing up. Hey, can you go around the corner? Yeah. Yeah, but but I, I'm just saying, um, be good to each other, assholes. Okay. It, it, one life, one fucking life. You have. Uh, it's your choice how you lead it. It's your choice how you treat other people. It is your choice uh, how other people's words affect you and how your words will affect other people. All right, let's do this together. Love you. See you next week. Sell class.